everyone is a star child made of stardust and the infinite potential of the universe. This extraordinary fearless something in each of us clamors for freedom from the bonds of fear, conformity, and an ordinary life. Welcome to Dr. Durr's Living in the Sweet Spot, where practical tools and solutions from the intersection of mind-body medicine, science, and spiritual well-being awaken and empower you to live out your infinite potential, to live life in the sweet spot. Hello, I am your host, Dr. Valen A. Durr, here in the sweet spot where we talk about brain health and transformative thinking as the doorway to demonstrate your greatest infinite potential. I believe that as the infinite potential of the universe, each appearing as us, we are uniquely designed and purposed in only the way that we can be. So for each of us, that shows up in the work that we do. And are we going to be an employee working for someone else in their dream and their vision as a way to express our own? Or are we going to be entrepreneurs with our own business, our own vision, and 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 our own structure for creating and demonstrating that vis- that vision. So with me today, joining me is Scott L. Stewart. Hey, Scott. Hey, Doctor Durr. How are you? I am. I am awesome. And you know, of course, I love having conversations with you. Uh, you know, they <laughs> they are always interesting, right? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Always, yes. Pleasure. Yeah, so, yeah. Again, so glad to have you. And you know, I have um, not only do we have the conversations about spirituality, but of course, you know, you've you you've been my in, in investment teacher, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> have, yeah. The stock market basics, and I don't know when was the last time you checked your portfolio, but I've checked. I check it regularly, and. I don't know when the last time you checked it, but uh, it's doing pretty good. Mine is all of ours, are, to be honest. But yeah, well, so yeah, I have to, I have to be honest. I've, I've, I've been a little lax on that. Um, as but you should I'll, be, as you should be. Got, that's, wait a minute. that's the I whole got, premise. I get with it. I got so, and I got so much stuff. So many, I call them plate spinning, right? Um, and I'm also trying to work on um, getting Jaren, my son to invest in, to start investing and in, in kind of like the things, what are the things that you like, the, the things that you have fun with, right? So instead of just buying them, I look at investing in their companies, right? <laughs> well, I think, I think, and what you just said, I think is the epitome of wealth generation. If you could put up some money and I know it was a simulation, but the idea is to put up some money and just let it grow. Don't worry about it. Like, Ideally, you wouldn't even, you, you know, you, you're not worried about it. You're in the sweet spot financially, you know, so that's the, that's the goal that it's doing what it should be doing. That's the goal of, 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 well, of investing in. That's why that was a simulation. So it's been a couple of years. I think it's been uh, now three years. I think that was 2020, maybe it was 2021, but it's been at least two years for sure. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was 2021 because 2020 would have been the beginning of, 
of the pandemic. So like you said, I think it was a, a year later. Um, and, but, and let, but let me share with others, you know, again, you know, why I, again, I have such, you know, great regard for you. And I remember, um, you know, you also, there was an entrepreneurship course that I was taking and they also had you come in as, as a speaker, yeah. right? So, uh, and, and then of course you and I, we travel a, a, a similar, um, spiritual path. And, and so of course that's also, um, you know, we tend the same church. So that has kind of helped us connect with each other and, and have those, that have those conversations, those conversations. Let me, let me share with everybody else, you know, what, what makes you so amazing. So Scott L. Stewart is an award-winning master certified teacher of entrepreneurship with 18 accolades. As a former Chicago public school teacher, he is frequently sought after by various publications for advice on new ventures and guidance for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Scott is dedicated to empowering his students to become CEOs of their own business and lives, creating wealth on their own terms. He has firsthand experience with the joys and challenges of entrepreneurship as a business owner, educator, and father of five. With his extensive background, Scott has inspired and guided many successful young entrepreneurs throughout his career. So yes, young entrepreneurs and us mature entrepreneurs as well. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget us, Scott. No, not at all. It's a mindset, so, right? So yeah, yeah. So so again, so welcome, you know, welcome to the platform. Uh, again, I'm glad for us to be able to have some of the conversations that we've had privately, you know, to let's share them, share them with others, and and let others benefit as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking to have some fun with this. It's always a pleasure to talk to you because I, I always come away, you know, with more to work with, more knowledge, more, I feel enlightened, uh, you know, lifted up after every conversation. So it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. And, you know, it, it is always my intention to do just that, right? Is, is, is to awaken and empower you to live out your infinite potential. And so, you know, for me, because, you know, we operate from that space of we're all um, spiritual beings in a physical body. Therefore, we, as I like to say, we have infinite potential because we are infinite potential, right? And it's just having the awareness and the, and the will and the courage to demonstrate what we already are, right? What we already have as a consequence of, of who we are. So, 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 so tell me how that, you know, fits in with what you do. Well, it's a journey that um, I'm just now kind of beginning to settle into, if that makes any sense, like this awareness, this understanding of infinite power. So, I desire today to fully commit to who I call God, right? The 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 energy source of all, right? Which is don't do that to me. You got me now. You put me on the spot. 
<laughs> but 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 let me let's go here. Let's go here. No, this is fine. This is fine. So I've I've come to accept it as and put me back so because they can't, you know, come on, bring me back. Imagine well, we understand the sun. Okay. From my understanding, the sun is extremely consistent. In is that it's never been a day in my lifetime here on earth where the sun hasn't worked. The sun hasn't shined and set and the sun has never gone out. I'm tapped into like God powers the sun and that same energy source is the collection of the stardust, right? This So here, here I am. I am a part of the universal source of power and just starting to accept and believe that and understand that, right? First of all, it's heavy. You can't even, you can't even accept it all at once. It's too, it doesn't make sense. So you have to digest it in parts, but I'm just leaning into that understanding of how this quote unquote universe works how God works, my connection to infinite source. I'm just kind of leaning into that. But everything that I've done in my life, every experience that I've had in my life up until this point, for me kind of magnifies this conversation, the importance of this conversation of connectedness, connectedness connectedness to the source through the magnetism of its power. And so you can be pulled to the positive or you can decide to be attracted to the negative. And so that's, I don't want to, I don't, you know, that's kind of, that's where I'm settled at today. As I think about that, um, it was, I heard Myron Golden reiterate kind of the story of what was life like before sin was introduced and of course, we're talking about it was the Garden of Eden. And they can only see me, only see you right now, Dr. Durr. They can only see you. They can't see me. You should go back to seeing both of us, but let's let's go back to both of us. Okay. Shout out to Don. Don is going to edit all of this and make it look really, really good. But, you know, when you ask that question, what was life like before sin was introduced? Of course, according to the Bible. And it, it was everything abundantly and freely. And I'd like to get back to that place, right? Or at least it's that understanding, being in a place where you can have everything abundantly and freely, so long as you obey God, which is stay away from the tree of good and evil. And so that's, I think, what we kind of battle here in life is doing what's right all the time in accordance to the request, the command of the universe, God Almighty, while battling the flesh here on earth where everybody's over at the tree of good and evil kind of getting it in and where we kind of fit in that spectrum, if you will, of this so-called life. So you know what? And and the reason I, I brought up the question of spirituality because, you know, I think the issue is more about the fact that we, again, we see ourselves as separate and how, and even in terms of, um, I remember 
um, a talk I gave a number of years ago and someone was asking me the question about, well, how do I live my spirituality in the business environment? And I, and of course, what my thought was that especially speaks to, again, how we believe that things are separate and compartmentalize it. You know, spiritualities, I do something a certain day, certain hours, certain places, um, but it's not how I live my life. And so the way I've worked on my way of kind of my, my own consciousness is going, you know, I'm in the universe and therefore the universe is in me is, you know, scientifically the, you know, um, the atoms in our bodies comes from exploding stars, the iron in our blood, the calcium in our bones comes from exploding stars. So again, even scientifically, I'm, we're in the universe, the universe is in us. And so every moment, therefore, is an opportunity for us to demonstrate that that stardust that we are, that infinite potential that we are, for some people, the God source that we are. Um, and then, so how do you bring that to your work as an entrepreneur, um, you you too have your you know your own your own your own podcasts and shows, and so we'll we'll you know we'll circle back to that a little later. But how do you bring that to that to that work both for yourself as an entrepreneur, but also in your in your teaching of others, uh, uh, to teaching entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's powerful and deep. Uh, I know your audience can handle this conversation. It's the awareness that I am part of the power source, right? So that's where it starts. But then now that I know, I can't unknow. Like when you hear the truth, you can't unhear the truth now. It's like, now you playing yourself, you know what I mean? And it's like, why would you play yourself? Because now you're lying to yourself, but hopefully you've matured through the that part of, part of life where you're in denial of the reality of things. The reality being that as a man thinketh, so is he. And people say that so many different ways. So you get to choose what you want to believe in. I don't take anything away from anybody else who doesn't subscribe to what it is that I believe. But what it is that I believe works for me. So I'm going to keep going towards that, right? I'm going to dig even deeper if it's working for me. So now I know I get to set the intention and I want to help people understand that at the very least, regardless of what you believe in, I have their born witness to what you think about, you bring about. And when I'm not thinking about something that is positive, uplifting, or, you know, it's, it, it brings my energy lower it lowers my vibration, right? It's uh gets darker, so I'm moving away from light. You know what I mean? Yes. But our desire, right? That's the intention because there's desire intention comes from some sort of desire. You have to want something, have a vision for something. And that outweighs the vision for the possibility outweighs, you know, the opposite of that, right? The vision of what not not possible just possibility the 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 vision of the best of the possibility mm-hmm. versus the vision of the worst of the possibility i like focusing on the best outcome possible in every situation so that's that's what sustains me as an entrepreneur because all common sense says stop so get a job you have five children 
and they need you need to show stability. Well, as an emerging entrepreneur financially, there's not a lot of stability. And, you know, even you talk, talk about, you know, being with your significant other. That can weigh on even relationships if you don't have somebody that kind of is riding that wave to you of the best of the possibility mm-hmm. and and entrepreneurship in this journey in the education. I'm using and using my life and being transparent through these podcasts and these interviews. And when I go live as as the best method I know how to demonstrate the best of when you tap into and focus on the best of the possible outcomes, here's what it looks like now. But some people may say, get out of here with that, man. But other people, somebody may say, wow, I want to be a part of that. If nothing but that, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a portion of my purpose while here on earth. Okay. And so, you know, so one of the things too, that I, that I I've actually learned and um, it was from the course, I don't know if you've taken it, uh, working the law, the, 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 no. If you even if you don't take the course, you need to read the book, Working the Law. And um I I'll tell you the, the most meaningful thing that I learned from that, which was it was which was awesome, which was guess what? We are always successful. Ooh, I was like, that's good right there. Cause you know mm. what? Again, what it does is it breaks mm. down the fact of separation, right? We we identify success mm. as wanted results mm. and we identify failure is unwanted results. And when we recognize that every time I take an action, I create a result, guess what that means? That's success. I'm always successful. It's just a lot of times we are successful at creating ish we don't want. (laughs) So if you you understand that principle for me, the wonderful thing about it was it helped stop making it about personalizing in terms of either I'm successful or the, or I'm a failure, meaning my being is, as opposed to know my results are wanted or unwanted. And creating that distance, what it allows again is for me to go, oh, well, because I'm always successful, if I got unwanted results, what do I need to do differently, right? What do I need to do? Not my being needs to be different, but my doing needs to be different to get the desired results that I want, right? So that it's consistent. And, um, you know, in that light, then, um, you know, again, I think about, so what do you think that it, that it is that you teach about entrepreneurship? Um, um, and especially, I know that you're really passionate about teaching it, but I don't know it's particular um, um, to kids. And um, and then I'm also noting the fact that you got the, the little side up there that says mental, right? And in terms of how important a role that plays. So yeah, what is it that, what is it that you teach you know, how do you teach it that's different? What just, and, and, and you know, is there any differences between the, with the adults and the kids? Yeah, all great questions. Um, I'm, I'm always trying to be, you know, desire to be, I, I'm always personable at the very least. I attempt to be just relatable and personable and attempt to make a connection. I think, especially with young people, educators, because I'm an ancillary program, right? Genius Lab, we 
offer our programs to schools and we come in once or twice a week for a few weeks at a time, right? And when organizations or programs operate like that, they're so performance driven that it's like, get in, get the curriculum done and get out, right? And it's like, how many, it's all about the numbers, but I'm attempting to make connections. I'm the source, the energy, the connection. It's always about, so I'm in my relationships, my relationships are not transactional. I'm not transactional. I'm, I'm relational in my relationship. So it may take some time for us to connect. And so I bring so that. Pers- so, so in doing so in what you're saying in creating connection, then you're also establishing the foundation to create rapport. And in creating the connection and the rapport, I'm always building. Yes. And so when you build, okay, there's op- there's an obvious impact anytime you build. And so it's about creating some impact. So I don't I want to make sure that young people after one of my workshops, a class, whether it's for 20 minutes, an hour, that you have some positive impact, a result, something that you remember, something that's useful, something that you can use to add on. So that's how I, what I do kind of, I think that's different. But you asked a, another question as well. You asked about why, like, I, I think you asked, like, why am I doing this entrepreneurship thing? And one of the questions that I ask young people all the time, oh, you talked about the mental. One of the things that I ask the young people all the time is I say, how many of you want to be successful? And everybody's hand goes up. Everybody's hand goes up. And I don't want to give the whole exercise away, but I will. In some cases, I'll, and any educator can use this. Try this out. And then I hold up like a $5 bill. And I say, how many of you want this $5 bill? And everybody's hand is up. And this process goes on. And I leave my hand up, holding the $5 bill. And this has gone on for as long as eight minutes. Well, I'm holding this bill up. And what you'll notice in the classroom is hands start to go down. Mm. People start to put their head down. People not, nobody's, but inevitably there's one or two students. it, It has never failed me. That kid is in the back like, I want it. I want it. I want it. And the whole purpose, the whole purpose of this activity, and the longest it's taken is eight minutes, as you can imagine, is a long time. Mm -hmm. The whole purpose is for that person to get up out of their seat Mm -hmm. and walk up to that bill and grab for it. Ah. And when they touch it, I release my hand. And mm-hmm. every the club, the class goes into an uproar. <laughs> and I said, here's the lesson. The mindset. Everybody wants to be successful, but very few people are willing to do the work to be successful. Come on, teach. Okay. And that's the impact. The lesson's done at this point. Yeah. The lesson is over. It's like I got them, right? I mean, that works for adults as well, but adults tend to get it, right? Um, but that's what we're trying to teach. It's like 
the mindset. I'm not telling you to go take something from people who haven't offered it. But if you see an opportunity, you see something you want, you're going to have to lift yourself up some way, somehow. You're going to have to get out of your head and you're going to have to go for whatever it is that you want based on how bad you really want it. So that's what I'm doing in entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is not always fun. I can make it look sexier than it is all the time. But it's not always fun. This is not for the faint at heart when it comes to relationship building and building something that is useful and is impactful. And that I for and 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 it's because now I'm old, a little older in life, I'm starting to connect more and more dot dots in my life. Like I've always said since I was a young youngster, I need to have things that can withstand the test of time. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been saying that since I was like 12 years old and it just like didn't even resonate with me until re- recently like I've been on this like what I build everything that I build <laughs> should be able to withstand the test of time you may veer off you may sway you may but you got some good bones, you got some good foundation. And that is where we connect through the Universal Foundation for Better Living, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, and Universal Principles, and that understanding awareness. When I was a kid in Youth Expressing Christ, in one ear, out the other, but it was the seed planting that was happening. Yes. And trust me, Dr. Durr, I didn't shoot made some bonehead decisions. I have been in some trouble. I have messed up a lot of stuff. But the foundation allows me to, hopefully, even through this interview, be a demonstration. And and whether you like me or not, hopefully our interaction pushes you closer and further to where you desire to be for yourself. Right. And so, you know, and so it's part of the thing that I think is important um, uh, in the in the messaging right now from you is, number one, n- nobody makes the right decision all of the time and um, including me, including me. And um, and what distinguishes us or anybody else is that. When number one, making the decisions that are consistent with what it is you want to achieve or where you want to go. So number one, what I say is, as someone who wanted to be a doctor, I didn't go to clown college and say, I read to see patients. Exactly. Right. So that's one thing. <laughs> then the other right. thing is, the other thing is that, um, it was really challenging and difficult. Um, you know, I've shared with people before that I actually, when I started medical school, I was a single parent with an 11 month old. Um, yeah, crazy as hell. <laughs> but I was, I but you know imagine. what, but, but I believed a lot in me and I believed I could do it. And like I said, you know, there were times I just sat down and cried and then I had to go, you know, pull it back together. Mm-hmm. And because there is nothing that happens to us in this life in terms of, you know, I've heard somebody say, it's not like taking a speedboat 
to our destination is more like a sailboat where you got to tack, right. <laughs> you know, right? It's right. not a straight line. And, and, and there are going to be challenges and there are going to be difficulties. So do you have um, the will and the tenacity and the courage and the belief in yourself to say, I, I screwed up, I messed up, I made it, you know, this, or this didn't turn out the way I wanted or hoped, but do I have the resilience and the grit and the tenacity to, to, to pick myself up? Cause we all get, you know, all get kicked in the butt. We all get knocked down to pick myself up and say, okay, what do I need to do even just to take the next step to, to move myself forward? And um, I know one of the things to me that I distinguish about entrepreneurship and, you know, you can let me know if, if, if you think of this the same way or differently. See, one of the things I think about on entrepreneurship that's different about working for someone else is it's all on you, right? That's to me, that's one of the realities. It's all on you to, it's because it's your work, it's your baby, it's your company, it's it's all. So that, revol- that involves responsibility, right? It involves, um, you know, you can't just, you know, clock in and out, you done for the day, whatever happens is on somebody is on somebody else. Um, but to me, the the benefit of of having something on your own is then you're not dependent upon if somebody else gives you or doesn't give you, right? Even in times when things are 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 you know difficult, the way I'm I, I like it is like this. If you're hungry, you're not sitting up there waiting on somebody else to feed you, right? If you don't, and, and as an entrepreneur, the other way I said is you don't hunt, you don't eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what do you, what do you, what do you, so, well, so what do you think yeah. about that? And also your desire to pursue, yeah. pursue entrepreneurship yeah. as opposed to just, again, you know, being an employee. Yeah. So shout out to my mom for introducing me to, to entrepreneurship as a 12 year old. She incorporated me. In my first business, Scott's Enterprises, when I was 12 years old. Wow. And I was not happy about it. It was, it, I, I was not happy about it. Like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is cool. But the, the, then it was the part about, but you have to go to work. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to do this. This is mom kind of, shout out to mom, because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, but I'm a, I've been an entrepreneur for a number of years now. Because of my mom introducing me, even though at the time I was kind of, I didn't like my name. I grew up in the, you know, in the seventies and Scott was not a popular black kid's name. Um, And I wasn't a hard worker at the time. What has happened over time though, was I working to kind of bring this story back home is what I realize is that um, I had been doing entrepreneurship the wrong way the whole time. I was building something, like you said, that I thought was just mine and I would take care of it. Like, you know, it's your baby. Like, literally, you're going to take care of this thing and you're responsible for every single detail of this business. And matter of fact, nobody else can do this job except you. And if you get sick, then the business stops. If you die, the business stops. That's how I was raised to understand entrepreneurship. And it wasn't until recently, Dr. Mm -hmm. Dirk, 
And I realized I've been doing entrepreneurship wrong. Really? That is the wrong mentality. But now I know. I, every time I'm, as an entrepreneur, running my businesses for all of these years, every time I get a customer, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. So if I got 20 customers, I got 20 jobs. Okay. That ain't what I want. <laughs> that ain't what I want, Dr. Durr. I want that Jeff Bezos. I want that Elon Musk, right? I want to build something. Yes. That when I'm here with you, literally, literally, there's money hitting the bank account. Mm-hmm. There are debits and credits happening right now. That's became the new vision. Okay. So I cannot be everything. I can't be an effective entrepreneur. Holding on to doing everything myself. Now, in the beginning, yes. Give yourself two, three years to work that out. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to put some people to work. You got to scale this thing. You got to build it because entrepreneurship is about building. There we go. Let's go back to that. Not minimizing. It makes me think about the story with the gifts. The the three men that had their gifts. And the, the, the one man took his gifts and he went out to the world and he built something. He came back with more. And the second guy came and he took his gifts and he did a, put some away and built something. And then this one guy, he just holding on to his gifts. His baby, <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. And God punished them. Like, bro, no, put people to work impact take it out of chicago take it off the south side go come on now 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 we get into one of my programs because you talk about the mindset that's scary that's scary it's especially scary if you don't understand where your source of your who the the source of your supply then it's very scary if you don't understand that but once wait wait and it's always it's also scary when you don't understand that supply is infinite. Infinite. And, there is no it, lack. Right. And that the in it so or we talk about abundance versus scarcity mentality. So is 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 scary when you don't understand that supply is infinite. And the issue is not that supply is infinite. The issue is how much demand are you putting on supply? Right. I, I I learned that. How much I learned demand that. Are you putting on the supply? That's right. I I learned that from Eric Butterworth in spiritual economics. He said oh, the issue the issue is not about the lack of supply. The issue is is the lack of demand. You know, he he said it's 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 to ask or demand of supply. And so by demanding, the more yeah, demand yeah. you put on supply is the the more the more supply that you put into use. It's the difference I'm gonna just make say say you got a trillion dollars in the bank, but you only withdraw a hundred and then you complain and that you start that you that you broke. The, so the issue was never supply. The issue is how much of the supply did you withdraw? Yeah. That may, that uh, I like that a lot. And I definitely understand that because when you think about my the source of our supply, who we affectionately refer to as God, mm-hmm. right, yes. is responsible for all things. So is all things is, is, all, is things. all things. All so to your point, the infinite. Well, let's go back. The life before sin was abundantly and freely. 
It was abundantly and freely. And and you had prosperity in that as well. Right, but Everything. you know what that was? But you know what that was? Because there was only oneness, even in mind. See, the the the, the problem, the difficulty occurs, the fall occurs when we when we eat of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, i.e. the knowledge of separation, right? Yeah. So when you start to think that there is separation, that then part. that's where- and, the and I, So this is where you come in. This is where you come in. This is why, this is, this is exactly why I like talking to you because we, some of us still operate in that. It's other than me, mm-hmm. as opposed to the new awareness. Like it's, it's, it is I, he is I and I am him. Yes. We are one. Correct. Right. There is no separation. There, there is, is no, no separation. There is no God and there is only God appearing in an infinite or physical forms. Right. That's new. That's still. So, so how do you help people uh-huh. make that connection? Like, that just seems like, so I know it now, right? There's no resistance to the idea of it. What do I do now? Yes. How, how does my language change today? So you were talking about, because I wanted to reconnect this to what you were saying about people's fears about entrepreneurship. Fears about today, tomorrow. Fears, real fears that people have in this very moment. Because it's the lack. It's that most people do not understand what you're embarking on. So it's all false evidence appearing real. It's all made up stories based on a hurt or trauma from the past. It's all something that is preventing us and creating resistance from the knowing. So that part. So yes, I decode it as fears because that's something that people can relate to. It comes up to them. It comes... the fear of being left out, the fear of not being included, the fear of looking silly, the fear of somebody noticing something about me that I don't want them to notice, the fear of the list goes on. So and that's really, the and so, and so, re- so really, what it is, it's a fear that I'm not enough. That that's really what it is. When you break all of that out, that the, the, those individual, when you boil it all down, the essence of it is the fear that I'm not enough. And how could you not be enough when you are an expression of the creator, when you are a star star child of the universe? As I say, you know, I say to people, how is it that you as a a child of the universe made a stardust? How can you be inadequate? You, You can't. But again, when you believe that you're separate from all that there is, that's how you're going to believe you're inadequate. But how are you going to be inadequate when you, when you a star child? Really? How how is it that how is it that who you are, how you were designed and purposed, how is it that you can't do what you were designed and purposed to do? How is it your God self can't do that? I said to people, you really think God is sitting up there kind of going, I I I I hope Scott can do this, but I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, and that's the, so no, and that of course not, right? And, and so it's asinine to even to consider that to be a thought. Even even as you were just explaining that, going back to the sin where the separation, because the idea that I have painted in my mind is 
God told Adam, you can have everything abundantly and freely. It's free. Just take care of what you got and there will be no lack. He didn't say those words. But the tree of good and evil, of, of, uh, am I saying it right? Good and evil, am I saying it right? Yes. The tree of good and evil. But, but it's actually the knowledge. The knowledge of good, of and, good evil. and evil. Right. The it's tree of the is. knowledge of good and evil. There you go. That tree was in the middle of the garden. It wasn't like the tree was in hiding. And here's how I equated in 2023. At that tree, they turning up. They twerking at the tree. There's brunching. It's freaknik at the tree. It's, it's, every, it's alcohol. It's Hennessy. It's Casamigos. It's everything you ever imagine is happening at the Tito's. tree. Tito's. Tito's. Come on. Come on. A four twenty five twenty six twenty whatever is going on at the tree, and sometimes people uh, are walking through the garden on their way to the tree, telling Adam, "Come on, man!" And Adam has to stay focused, or the tree is calling him. Oh man, you a lame! You over there, man? You read? You still reading? You still praying? You still meditating? You still on a forty day silence retreat? Come on, man. Come on. But God, Adam was connected. He understood the oneness. That's what I heard you say. So just constantly being reminded of like, that's the intention mm-hmm. of understanding that there is no separation. And that's just right now, unless you can give, and I'm hoping that you can give me some tangible activities to just help make that turn that corner of just like and I think it's just like constantly knowing it right like what do you say to what do you say to somebody because there's so many you see what's happening out here Mm -hmm. you see you see you see kids that are depressed and 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 it's somebody's fault and and some of the stuff is real and some of the stuff is not real and even if it is real it happened 10 years ago and they're still holding on to it and they can't move on what do you tell them because them is in my family. Them might be in my house. You know what I mean? Like, what are we saying to them? So one of the things, again, and this still comes back to the, I'm responsible for my healing. So as I like to say, if somebody breaks your leg, they're responsible for breaking your leg. But because it's my leg, I'm responsible for healing. it. And if I don't like, my experiences, if I don't like how I'm, and, and, and I'm saying it's, it's, it's especially true for the adults, but, but we have some um, abilities to even when we're younger, because I just want to make this point. Number one, nobody ever had full con- complete control over us, even as infants. They didn't control, you, you, do you control your toddlers? <laughs> Not one bit. They run me all over this place. Absolutely. Right. So, but even as infants, before we're able to really move and do anything else, nobody compl- controls um, our sleeping um, and peeing and pooping. Right. So, no one was ever in complete control of us. But the real difficulty comes in when we still perceive ourselves as those little ones who relied upon other people to take care of us, to protect us. And we Mm. keep that same mindset Mm. of being small, weak, dependent, and vulnerable that does not 
mature so that it's consistent with us being strong, powerful, uh, independent adults capable of meeting our own needs and, and protecting ourselves, right? And so there's a persistence of, of then thinking we're the little ones, the little weak dependent ones. And then so we don't seek out or do what's required in order for us to have our own healings. So that's one of the things that has to fundamentally shift is the, again, the perception of self. Then the next thing that has to shift is about um, our thoughts about parents. Parenting is a role. And I tell people, how did, how, how did you, how did you get the job of being a parent? It was only one requirement, having sex. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even have to do that well. Mm-hmm. So you just had to do that. But the requirements to be a parent are entirely different. They, they're in terms of what you need to do to parent well. And many people don't learn how to parent well or completely and fully. So it's important to recognize that what was, what, what was the, the tools and the skill set that my parents had in order to be able to parent. And then while you might, you do, everyone deserves a good parent, your expectations need to line up with the truth of what tools they had and how they learned to use them. Like I said, a hammer is a hammer. You go up in a family of carpenters, you learn how to build. You go up in a family of burglars, you use a hammer to break and enter. So it's 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 the same tool, but again, mindset, perspective, how you use it. And then some people don't even have, you know, they might only have a hammer and a screwdriver, but they don't have wrenches and they don't have ratchet set and they don't and they don't know how to use that. So it's important to accept the truth of what they were doing. And then I had a conversation recently where I was saying that um, in, in, in my mother's family, you know, the physical abuse, it was, it was, that was normal for how she grew up. It was normal in the community for how she grew up. So she's doing what she knows how to do. Parents that are unavailable to you, they're pretty much doing what was done to them as well. And if they don't learn how to do it differently, they don't know how to do it differently. So it's, 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 we have to get our minds to accept those truths along with the truth that I'm responsible for me. And if I, more than you not loving me, do I love me? And if I don't love me, seeking love from you, which you can give to me whenever, if, and whenever, and the amount you want to, or never is not really the issue. The issue is that I'm withholding love from me. I'm withholding approval from me. I'm the one who's keeping me imprisoned um, because of my fears and because of my beliefs that are not true because I think I'm inadequate. So I it, it really needs to become about me. What am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I doing, right? Is my, is uh, what as you like to say, the story, you put it, the story I'm telling myself is it true or not? Or is it something that's, you know, that's really off base and twisted or distorted or just, just not the truth. And so in working with that, and again, anything I do over and over again is a practice. So I tell people, if you want to get good at basketball, don't practice golf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So if I'm practicing, there's a certain thing. Another way I say it is if I pee on myself repeatedly, I'm going to stink. So if you don't want to stink, then stop peeing on yourself. 
In other words, telling yourself the negative things, beating up on yourself. And even if you do things wrong, that, that you get it wrong, it doesn't fix your car that's not working to keep hitting it with a bat. So you don't get to be better. You don't get to do better. And with the results that you want, living the life that you long for, surpassing the mediocrity and the fear, all the, by beating up on yourself, that does not help. If anything, it reinforces you repeating the same choices, recreating the same results over and over again, getting, being successful at what you don't want. So, so what are we practicing, right? Am I even practicing being connected to me? Am I practicing knowing what am I, self-awareness? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I doing? Am I practicing those things which empower me, uplift me, right? Propel me forward, allow, allow the greatest demonstration of my infinite being to flow forth or am I choking it out with, with, the, with the negativity? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a practice. And what you practice that you become really good. Like I said, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are professional experts at, uh, at creating lives and experiences and feelings they don't want. So it, but that requires taking ownership. And a lot of people don't want to take ownership. A lot of folks don't want to, as you say, put in the work, put in the effort. They don't want to be free. They just, they, they, let me stay here in my pod as they, you know, in the matrix, staying in the pod with this, with this, this fake, you know, uh, reality, this generated reality, that's not truth. Uh, Cause the rest of that is, is the, the freedom is too much. Right. So um, I, I think it really begins there. I need to love on me, whether you do or not. Right. I, another way I like to say it is think of people like flavors of ice cream and you may not like my flavor. I might not like yours, but just cause I ain't your flavor. Don't mean I ain't delicious. Right. 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 So do, do I like my flavor? <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Do I love me? I like me. Do I love yeah. Me? Right. So I, I think those are the places where it begins. As I was saying, you know, that's, that's all an identity. That's all in, in again, am I giving me and feeding me mentally and emotionally and physically what I need and not going, you not giving me what I want, Scott, you know, not, not, healing those wounds from those the the parental the childhood stuff because a lot of us got wounded got injured um didn't get what we needed or deserved and what can i do to fulfill me today because i can't unspill the milk yesterday is gone right do i continue to live in the past of what cannot be undone or do i say what can i do what can i do to heal it that's what taking responsibility is what can I do about this today to create what I want? Understanding that I've conditioned my mind to think a certain way, right? As Master Yoda, Star Wars says, you have to unlearn what you have learned, right? <laughs> and it's deeply embedded. So it's going to take effort. It's going to take work. It's going to take persistence. But the new programming will eventually kick in, right? It'll, it'll and, this, eventually and, this, kick in. and this work can happen in a lifetime was we understand correct it can happen in is there a and i know we're running short on time at least i know i am but is there a formula is there a process 
is there a you know so you know what so, so here's the thing um i don't think that i don't think that it's it's um complicated i think though it requires willing to be connected with myself every day and um i have days where i do skip uh meditation um but by and large i usually meditate in the morning and at night and the reason for it is because the meditation and i use mantras which means mind tool meaning it's designed to help me alter my perspective in the way i see and think about myself and my possibilities and it's taken more than a decade um but but it has happened you know it's like having an aircraft carrier it turns it turns slowly but it turn it's turning it's turning so if i do those things that connect me with me and that frees my mind right freeze my mind so that I see the more and more possibilities instead of limitations, which is only the limitations only exist in my head. Then that's what we need to do. And I, and I, you know, of course want to bring that back to you. And again, with, you know, what are the, how do we solve the challenges of, of working with kids in, the school systems in order for them to, to me, to embrace their wonderfulness, to demonstrate that infinite potential mm-hmm. in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. to bring their unique gifts and talents mm-hmm. to um, the community and to the country and, you know, into, into the globe. Well, how, the, how do we, yeah. how do we, how do we, how do we do, how do we do that for them? So my answer hasn't changed in 20 years, right? First step, love on them. Yes. You out and about, you see them kids. I don't care if you don't like how they pants. I don't, you know, hanging low. I don't care if you don't like they dress. I don't care if they scare and intimidate you. Show them a little love. Hey there, little brother. Just say something positive, right? You don't have to, don't, just, just that. Just start with love. The other thing I will say, though, I think and have a thought for a long time. There should be some mandatory parenting classes, right? Like, I've heard, excuse me, I've heard far too long that ain't no books on parenting. Yes, it is. It's hundreds and thousands of books on parenting, yes. right? It's, yes, yes. Millions of books on parenting, right? But the I was- kids don't, you, the, the, kids, the kids don't come here with a book. Yeah, that right. Part, but I'm saying you could go to, you could that, go that to the store true, and like, find, like, you could take, somebody's got some information that's worked and that's helped and they've documented it. There And there have been hundreds of books forever about- yes child rearing right so that's a misnomer right but i think that 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 parenting class should definitely be um something serious that takes place as as a as as serious as committed as a gym class but not not just six weeks but like no like there needs to be some and i may get in trouble for this term indoctrination of basic minimum parenting because I could have benefited from it, right? And it's just, um, I think, just understanding the importance of not only just feeding your child, clothing your child, but loving on your child, right? Like um, helping them to deal with their 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 own intrepidations, helping them to deal with their uh, life's challenges, helping them, but but still encouraging them, but giving them the bandwidth to explore without 
over being overbearing, but not too, you know, it's just like the it ha, Johnny Banks. I think it was Johnny Banks said play pen, ink pen, state pen. Hmm. Either you give it to your child at home in the play pen, right? Hmm. You start, you just love on them, you build them up. Okay, maybe they don't get it at home. Maybe through school, they can get it through the ink pen, right? Through mm-hmm. education. Maybe the school could be a safe haven, a place where a kid can be uplifted and motivated and inspired, right? But mm-hmm. if they don't get it at home in the play pen, and if they don't get it in this, uh, you know, ink pen at school, they are for sure bound for the state pen. And so we want to help mitigate that by helping parents helping individuals, helping people be more intentional at the very least, right? With their decisions by exposing them to the fact that they have all the power and self-control they need, right? Right here, right now, they have every single resource. Mm -hmm. If they would have some self-truth and be honest with themselves, Mm -hmm. begin to hold themselves accountable, have some sort of vision for themselves that extends beyond their current circumstance and affirm themselves, right? If they can do these five things and in that power and self-control, remember that you have power over your words, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. And that is the practice, like putting some steps and actionable items to these practices, reminding you every day, like this is what it is, right? You are connected to source energy. The invisible is responsible for the visible, your breath, the breath in your lungs, you can't see it, but there's a sort, you know, this is kind of like where we really kind of go to just that awareness and understanding, like you are connected, mm-hmm. you are in control, mm-hmm. practice intention, because I love the word practice, because you talk about missing meditation, Um, you know, this is just, I'm just, I'm just getting to the party, right? Because you should be able to apply this to every single aspect of your life in order to watch how I do this. Stay in the sweet spot. Yes. Yes. And it's all, and here's the thing again, with the compartmentalization, because it's all the one, these are just different manifestations of the one aspect of our lives. So whether you're talking about relationships, whether you're talking about your profession, right? Whether you're talking about your health, whether you're talking about your money, if it's the truth, it is applicable to every area of your life. And again, not only as a physician, but what did I do as a physician? I practiced medicine, right? I was also a collegiate athlete. What did I do? Go to practice. And I didn't go to practice, you know, for five or 10, 15 minutes a day, then skip a few days, maybe an hour. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna do 30 minutes for these three days, but okay, I'm gonna take off a month. No, it's a, it's a, in order for me, in order to reach nationals, which I did, guess what? I went to practice every day and the practice was what enabled me to perform on game day. But most folks just wanna do game day mm. and don't wanna practice mm. consistently because and they don't understand that it's through practice that you take the fundamentals and the fundamentals then become is how you learn how to improvise and how you learn how to do it a little differently and put it together a little differently but you got to have some sound fundamentals so that's the purpose that's why practice has such tremendous value but a lot of us are focused on game day 
So the thing, and something too that I wanted to mention that I, I think to add to what you were saying about the parenting, one of the things that is I see that's most harmful is parents trying to make their kids in their images. Oh my God. Oh, we'll call it projecting, you know, projecting. Yeah, I, I've, you know, I've done that. You know what I'm saying? In terms yeah. of you should be a doctor, you should be a Absolutely. lawyer, you should be a nurse, you should be do something to make money. No, don't be an artist because being an artist is, um, you know, you're not going to make money. So parents are the vessel through which your kids come through here, but you are not the creator. So as a parent, one of the things that you can do is see your child, accept your child for who they are, help help notice what their strengths seem to be and expose them to those things that's going to, that's going to support that, that's going to help um, help them demonstrate that in greater ways, right? Engage with them for who they are, not who you think they should be, not who you imagine them to be, right? Like I said, their parents, they just come, we, they come through us, but we don't own them. And that's another thing I think is kind of a persistence and carryover to some degree. There's some, you know, because children used to be property, just like women used to be property. Well, some may argue that we are still property today. So I get it, but I'm saying, but therein lies the disservice and the harm, which, you know, which, which, which is that. And, you know, I use the, I use the word, I said, every, each of us has our own brilliance, right? And in like, and likewise, you know, you use the word, you know, genius lab back there. So, and we all have our own genius. So, you know, as we get in here to these last few minutes, you know, tell me about the, you know, Genius Lab, the work we you doing, how people can connect with you, you know, um, um, yeah, some some of those, some yeah. of those things that, that that you're doing that that is a great benefit for 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 any for our listeners. Absolutely. So yeah, Genius Lab is uh, a company that is committed to exposing young people, particularly Black and Brown young people, to careers in IT by teaching computer software skills and we focus on entrepreneurship and we teach business development skills as well. I am on Instagram at professor Stu. You can find genius lab at genius lab, Chicago on Instagram heavily. I'm also on LinkedIn, but geniuslabchicago.com is the website. And right now stock market basics, one-on-one for youth simulated, Amazing. We give each young person $100,000 to practice investing in the stock market with. We also have our mentoring program, Lion Chasers, where we address those five pillars of chasing the lions, those things that kind of roar at us, that get us to hesitate when it comes to actually pursuing our goals. We have our entrepreneurship program, The Business Blueprint. I have a book, A Book of Stewisms, 31 Ways to Improve Your Life. You can cop that on Amazon or at geniuslabchicago.com backslash merch. I could go on and on and on for this, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what we're teaching. We're helping young people uh, understand that there is a genius and out of them and inside of them. And our goal is to help bring it out through business, through technology and through self-awareness. Well, you know, I just want to, um, say thank you so much for being here. And, um, you know, we don't have to do this again, right? 
<laughs> I think you know yeah, you, know, yeah. I, you and I do. We just we just started to get per we just starting to percolate here. We're back. We're back outside. We outside. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm just saying. So we you go you gonna come back again for me? Absolutely. I love having these intelligent conversations. They uplift me. Um, I hope I'm I'm sure I'm absolutely sure that your your listeners will get something from it. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, and thank you for even doing this. This is totally, totally you. Well, well, thank you so much for 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 that. That is um such a high compliment um that I'm deeply appreciative of. And um, um, you know, again, I, I thank you for being here and 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 sharing and your sharing your genius um with with me and and others. And um, let's say we'll we'll push the pause button for now. All right. And um, so I am your host, Dr. Fallon A. Durr, awakening and empowering you to live in the sweet spot. Thank you for joining us today in the sweet spot. Share, follow, and like us on social media. To learn more, please visit balinadurmd.com, spelled B-A-L-I-N-A-D-U-R-R-M-D.com. Join us next week, and remember, when you heal your mind, all things are possible.